Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, Rocketman is reducing his car prices. We all need to reduce our vehicle's weight, and the Snake River Canyon jump by Evil Knievel revisited. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery with Bud and Tim, right now on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident Carnot, and Tim DePasquale, upholster to the stars. Tim, how you doing? Today? I'm fine, Bud. How are you today? Uh, You're we're doing wind up. Well, wound, wound, up. wound up. I'm wound wind up. up. I'm, I'm winded up. Yeah. I'm winded up because we were singing songs before we started. Uh-huh. It's terrible when you just come out with a phrase of words and, you know, the three of us nuts break into a song. Yeah, that's tough. But now we know who really did one, two, three, mm-hmm. Bill. Among others. Among others, Among yeah. Among others, right. Who was it? Lewberry? Lenberry? Lenberry. Lenberry. Yeah, okay. One, two, okay. three. <laughs> That's so elementary. All right, let's go. Uh, what am I doing here? What were, you, what were you doing this past week, Tim? Mowing. Mowing. <laughs> when you called me, I was mowing. You were mowing? Yeah. Mowing, mowing, mowing. Mowing, mowing. I love mowing. Well, that's good. It's a good yes. thing to do. Right. Have one of you, do, do you have any... Do you have any greenery left on your place? Oh, yeah, it Every grows time I call fast. you, you got. I know. It's just crazy. Every time I mow it, it keeps growing. Keep... Well, I have a rotation. You oh, know, I see. That I, I mow this pasture, then next weekend that pasture, then, you oh, know, okay. back and forth and well, so forth. Yeah, as long you know. as it keeps you off the street and out of trouble. Right. We need some more goats. Uh, I'm running out of Mustang parts. Oh, good. That's yeah. a good sign. I am running out of parts. Well, you start getting fired up when you see it starting oh, yeah. to come oh, yeah. together. Yeah, that it's, is it's such starting a, to look like a car now. That's so exciting. Got the door panels on, you know, mm-hmm. the windows go up and down. Oh, shoot. All that stuff, yeah. it's Wow. It doesn't, you know, for a while it's just like a Hulk. You know, the last thing going in is the glass and the door panels and stuff. So, right. you know, it always looks unfinished no matter what. Mm-hmm. But you put that trim on there. And you gave me a great tip on that, putting that trim on. Yeah. Uh, there's no way in the world you can do that with staples. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Okay. About, you know, the reality the, of, of right. replacement parts. And, right. Throw and, those instructions away. Yeah. Throw <laughs> the instructions away, along with the receipts. Yeah. Right. Well, the, the receipts for what you've spent on the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Right. I'm getting this car done just in time for the guy to be able to use the receipts to start, you know, outdoor bonfires and uh. stuff. So. <laughs> uh, going on right now, lots of shows, cars, uh, festivals, ragtops, running boards, Northeast Georgia car shows. Check them out. Northeast Georgia Swap Meet. I want to I want to talk about that for a second it's back to the second saturday of the month for the rest of the season uh last last week i think it was they had it on the first week and it kind of threw everybody off a little right bit because there was a conflict with the car show that was going on mm-hmm. uh, but for the rest of the season uh the next swap meet will be october 14th okay you know what else is going on october 14th what what oh yeah motul petite, petite lamont so you can get your uh Swap meet fix in the morning, right? And go watch racing until ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. What could go wrong with that? That would be perfect. I, uh, absolutely. 
Rocket Man. We're going to talk about a, a couple Rocket Mans on the show today. Rocket Men, I guess it would be. Rocket today. Mans. <laughs> Rocket Mans. Uh, I never understood what, what Elton said after he said Rocket Man. But and you know the the yeah. in the in the song yeah 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 it's one of those no. things where you can't understand mm-hmm. what the words are. We'll look that up later on, Bill. Okay. You're that's, Bill, your, that's your homework you assignment. Uh, but Rocket Man, as we know him, uh, Elon Musk, Elon Musk. Oh, Elon Musk. I thought you were talking about Kim Jong Il. No, 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 that was Donald Trump's Rocket Man. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, this. No, I was talking about Elon Musk. Anybody that can land those boosters. Oh yeah. You know, all the ones that NASA dumped in the ocean, mm-hmm. he lands them every time he, he right. launches a rocket. Uh, it's pretty amazing. But he's reducing the price of his cars. You want to explain this to us, please? Um, yeah, well, they're making the battery smaller. Oh, so it's reducing the range of the Yeah, cars? it's going to reduce the range by about 100 miles, and that's going to reduce the price about $10,000. Huh, okay. Yeah. On the Model X and the Model Y. Uh, if so, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's it's the S. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the Y too. No, it's the S and the X. Oh, the S and the X. That's right. A B C. One, two, three. Never mind. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Seventy-eight thousand for the Model S and eighty-eight thousand four ninety for the Model X. Yeah, well, I mean, if you got that kind of money, why not just get all the range that you can get? You know, because can you imagine the nagging you're going to get from your wife if you run out of electricity <laughs> because you were too cheap to spend an extra $10,000 you paid $78,000 for the car you could now look now we're walking with a gas can no no with a battery cable no you can't <laughs> an extension cord you can't you can't take like a dead battery and you know, no. fill it up and drag it back. Right. That, that's, there's probably a Polish joke in that somewhere, but, <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll let that go. No, but did you, there was a video out there of someone with a Tesla that ran out of, they were looking for someone to give them a can of gas because they had a, uh, what? They had a generator in the trunk of the Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> now, I saw the guy that had the, the generator mounted in his truck, and he was... He was giving somebody a, a okay, yeah, charge yeah, yeah. A That's going to be a big muscle. thing. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Might he be. was burning up his fuse out there alone. Mm. What's that now? It's the lyric. What? What was the lyric now? Rocket Man burning out his fuse up here alone. Oh, burning out his fuse up burning here alone. Up his fuse up here alone. Yeah. Okay. All right. the rest of the I think it's going to be a long. I think it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a long, long day the way we're going. All right. Whatever is driving your future or is mm. whatever is in your driving future be yeah. it tesla or whatever everything else uh the evs are becoming a very weighty issue right yeah no kidding and i'm thinking that the internal combustion engines would be at a con- uh vehicles would be at a, a tremendous uh advantage if you didn't factor in the weights right know what i'm saying you got it you got an f-150 that's got a gas engine in it um you know and it was 5700 pounds Mm-hmm. So they went to an aluminum body, and it took it down to 5,000 pounds. Right. We're going in the right direction. Yeah. And then yeah. they came out with the Lightning, which has a battery in it mm-hmm. and is not internal combustion engine, and it's 6,800 pounds. Ooh, that's a little hefty. So it's almost 2,000 pounds more than a gasoline-powered F-150. Getting a little chunky there, yeah. F-150. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, if you think that is, the Hummer is 9,000 pounds, oh. a civilian version. Really? The H1, when it first came out with the diesel engine in it, was 6,800 pounds. 9,000 pounds. 9,000 pounds. 2,800 pounds of that vehicle is Is battery, battery. which is what a Chevy Cruze weighs. Wow. 
So, you know, everything from the brakes to the tires to the suspension has to be bigger, and you're dragging all this weight around with you. And mark my words, I'm going to have my insurance agent come in here and explain what's going to happen down the line oh, yeah. when you got 9,000-pound vehicles running into 5,000-pound mm. vehicles. Right. And you don't realize it's so big and it's so heavy because it's so torquey and it's so powerful. Yeah. You know, when you're driving it, and it's, uh, I, I don't know where it's, it's going to take us. Crazy. But it's, uh, you know. You're going to be reinforcing some bridges. Bridges, parking decks, and mm-hmm. everything else. All right. Meanwhile. Yeah. Back to today's cars. Remember the muscle car era? Mm-hmm. We had the guys on from year one on our podcast, and they proclaimed 69 was the best year for muscle cars. Right. Okay. Please do not go into the summer of 69 um, song. <laughs> I, know, I know it's the next thing that's, gonna, that's coming across your mind right now. Ain't no use complaining when you got a job to all do. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> if you got a job to do and it happens to be fixing up your classic muscle car, where are you going for parts, Tim? Well, you're going to the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast. So that if you miss any of this great information, you can go to AccessWDUN, click the links and hit the buttons, and listen to the show at your convenience. Or you can listen to the show anytime on your favorite podcast sites as well as the extended version bud's garage overdrive yeah there you go back to you bud back to me all right yeah i, I just want to let folks know that kevin king the president of year one and pat staten the uh, marketing director of year one are going to be on the podcast this week i'm going to be putting that on a facebook post okay they'll be on this week and next week we mm-hmm. did part one and part two and we'll be right back for segment two here at bud's garage on north georgia's news talk wdun don't go away Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Locally owned, nationally backed, and happy to serve you. Okay, Tim, Bud is about to stir the pudding. Okay, Bud. Uh, we mentioned uh, earlier in the show here that we had done a podcast with uh, Kevin King from mm-hmm. Year One and Pat Staten. And uh, after our interview, I was doing some editing and, you know, pausing to reflect, I guess. Yeah. I was the oldest one in the room, I figured. Mm-hmm. And I was pausing to reflect, and you and I had been talking about, you know, what goes on at your shop when, when you get back into working on the project cars that people, you know, understand are going to take a little bit longer to get done right. than, a, than a, you know, a CarMax repair or something like mm-hmm. that. And, and so I wanted to th- throw it back to you after we did the interview and stuff. Did it make you think about some of the things you got cooking at uh, Tim's oh, Auto Post? Always. What, what's going on at the, at oh, the shop? Well, right now? Y- you know, we've got our regular in-and-out day-to-day What would work. you call in-and-out stuff? With like a, the outer bolster. That's the most common repair that yeah, we make. Yeah, where you get in the car and that's yeah, the first thing you Yeah, where you slide across that outer bolster. That's the, the, we do that on more cars every day than anything else. And, you know, we, we match up the materials ahead of time. And so that we've got exact matching materials to replace it with. How, how is the material availability right now? Well, with uh, you know, leathers and vinyls, it's good. Mm-hmm. Fabrics, not so much. Really? Yeah, because all of these fabrics used to be made in South Carolina. Okay. And we had access to overruns and, and uh, blemished you know, materials where there might be a right. line yeah. going up the roll, but everything else is good on the roll. Now all that material is made in Vietnam and Turkey. 
so the people that used to create the uh, yearly catalog with a swatch from each motor vehicle division and a swatch for each vehicle fabric that they had well the old guy got old and nobody wanted to take up the business so there are now no detroit books which was the what we used to match up fabrics oh, with wow. so now um we have to call the the manufacturer and see if we can buy a replacement seat cover and usually we can for about five or six years and then after that it gets kind of very spotty and and and, and then after that you got to just substitute at that point you put cat skins or something in right? yeah you do a leather upgrade kit or yeah. something like that so you know which are not made out of real cats that's just the no, name of the company the, the, k-a-t-z right that was mr cats started yes. the company well there, as I was thinking about this this interview that we did, you're lucky because your shop has got a, a, a full house of guys. Guys, got any gals working out in the shop? Not as of right, right now. now. But oh, you have had. We have had. Okay. Yeah, just yeah. So you've got a complete mix of old guys, young guys, and right. kind of in between. Tell us about how that helps you out when you get into these long term projects like your you know your cars that have wood parts in them and Lord these are knows these what. are. Good jobs for the young guys and the old guys because the young guys do the heavy lifting, getting the seats out and getting the cars apart, and they do the cleaning, and they so they get to see how the the difference between how the old cars are put together versus how new cars are put together, which is completely different. different. Yeah, for sure. The basics are still the same, but the details have all changed. The way that headliners go in and it's the way seats are made and how it used to be a lot of bench seats. Now it's all just about all bucket seats with fold down armrests. And, and, and aren't a lot, a, lot of the, a lot of the fasteners and stuff on the new cars, it's one time only. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And well, and there oh, we, we, we were just talking about how heavy the vehicles are getting on the outside. Oh, yeah. yeah. But on the inside. They're trying to shave weight off of every component. So A-pillars and dashes and consoles and everything's getting thinner. lighter, yeah. thinner. Even the sheet metal that is bent and molded to make the seat frames is layered and spot welded together, but it's very thin pieces of metal. So everything is getting very lightweight. And once it's 10 years old and you need to take these pieces apart to get the headliner out, for example, you've got to be very careful because they will break very easily. And it's good for the young guys and the old guys because we, with having six guys there besides me and Jody, nobody's ever stuck. Someone has seen it or something like it before. Right. So when the first version of a new car comes in for repairs, when you go to take a, a piece of molding off to disassemble, you pry very gently and you look for that spot where you can see the fastener because the fasteners now are one-time fasteners and they're vehicle-specific, so you can't mix or match. If you break something, uh Lord. But anyways, these guys are really good at not breaking things. Oh, that's good. And it's good that you work together. Oh, yeah, you know, everybody no, nobody's works together. Got, no, nobody's got the, the ego thing going no, on. Everybody's no, no. equal as far as right. getting the job done. The job one is to make sure that all the customers are happy when they leave. And my job is to make sure that the employees are happy too. Yeah. So, you know, when you approach it that way, it's easy. 
Now, you got, you've got some cars that you've had there for uh, six months, a year, whatever. They're long-term projects. You realize that. The customer realizes that. Um, as, as you get into these projects, as you have time and, and you, you find out that, you know, you need things that are, you, you can't get or you got to make, how, how do you address that with the, with the guys in the shop and with the customer? Well, the guys learn by experience on to not get held up because they're waiting for a part just move on that just keep moving if we can't find the part and i'll give you an example we are working on a 1965 um pontiac grand prix it's a big car Mm -hmm. the one with the 421 and you know it's a big car so while we're doing the interior um we the customer bought a kit with pre-made door panels pre-made seat covers and we're installing all this so we get the door panel off one of the rollers on the passenger door window regulator, the plastic roller is broken. Sure. Okay, well, the customer says, well, you know, I'll call Ames. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Well, they don't make the regulator for 65 and 66 because they were different. Right. They don't make regulator parts for 65 and 66, so they were different. So John and Mason take the, the half of the broken piece that's left and go to the hardware store, Howard's Outdoor Power and Hardware, and... They found a $18 roller bearing, metal roller bearing, that they managed to modify and make it work as a window roller so that we could continue on with the job. Probably works better than any it window went, roller ever it invented. It does. But 18 bucks, you know, on a back in night, well, not in 19, let's say you were doing it today. Right. You know, 18 bucks for that little roller for as many as, as you have in regulators, as opposed to 50 cents for a piece of plastic. Well, and this is the Perhaps, issue you know. that we run into is that, uh, you know, the customers have expectations. And the main expectation is that they expect a first class job and they want their car to look like they've got it pictured in their mind. Right. And we want to do that, too. But a lot of times with the parts and Kevin himself, when he was here uh, at, at the, uh, when he did the podcast with us last week, Kevin King from year one, he was saying, you know, you got how many? 1,100 vendors. 1,100 vendors, yeah. Some of these people that are making these parts don't even know what a 69 Chevelle is. Yeah, especially if it's made overseas. Yeah, right. You know, they're, you're, like right. you say, they're trying to, they're trying to put they're food on their They're trying to put food on their table. I don't have anything against them either, and everyone's trying to do it as cheap as possible. When you take some of these parts that we buy, and they crumble in your fingers before you can even put them on the car, and then instead of using $37 worth of wind lace that was bought from a, a, a seller. Wherever, yeah. Now you're spending four hours making one so that you can move the job along. Oh. Hmm. So... You know, well, if folks need upholstery work done, and maybe a little training as they, you know, a little education as they're doing, I'm always happy to educate anyone, whether we do the job or not. I'm happy to talk to you. I love these old cars. I'd love for you to bring your car. Come see us in Duluth, 3568 Buford Highway, behind Howard's Outdoor Power and Hardware, or catch us on the web at timsautoupholstery.com or call us on the phone at 770-418-1336. Tim's Auto Upholstery, where they will keep you in stitches. We'll be right back here, Bud Scratch on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN.
Welcome back into Bud's Garage, brought to you by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. From first responders to daily drivers, the parts, tires, and repairs for what our town drives. Okay, Tim, you and I were talking during the break about our favorite car company, VinFast. Yes. Go ahead, give us an update on the Vietnamese uh, the hot Vietnamese rodders. The VinFast, yeah. who has sold 740 cars as of the end of June, all of which have been recalled, was briefly valued last week on the stock exchange at uh, $192 billion. It's fallen back down to $124 billion as of the last I saw. Um, and that would be three times what GM or Ford are. Billion or million? Billion. Billion. Billion with a B. Go figure. Uh, all I can say is get in, get out. You know, I, I can't play in that arena. It's all about to get in and get out. That's, yeah, that's right, for right, darn right. sure. Have you ever heard of a compound called 6PPD? Mm, no. Okay, it's a chemical put in the rubber of tires to stop degradation caused by rubber drying out and uh, to, it, that stops the rubber from drying out and cracking. Okay. It is estimated by some researchers in London that 6 million tons of this stuff gets into our water, air, and general environment every year. Stands to reason. You take tires, you scuff them up against the, the pavement, and mm. uh, granules of the tires, you know, wind up in the waterways, alongside the road, whatever. Right. And this stuff, among other things, uh, causes it caused salmon deaths in Washington State, cardiopulmonary disease, COPD in humans, renal disease, and vertigo. Wow. And it's going into our waterways. Now, this is nothing new. We've talked about this before. Yeah. You know. When you, you know, whether it's oil dripping out of your car, rubber coming off the tires, or right. uh, asbestos or uh, minerals coming off your brakes, the stuff all winds up on the road at some point in time, and it rains, mm-hmm. and it gets washed into our environment. Yeah. You know, either blown into the environment or washed into the environment. But it's increased by what we were talking about earlier in the show. Uh, we talked about Rivian a week or two ago because of front-end alignment eats the tires off these vehicles. Oh, right. But just the weight and the size of these things and the power that they have is making the tires wear out quicker and adding to this problem. Wow. So, 6 so PPD. Wh- what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? I really don't know. You know, we, we've got to get to lighter battery packs or different kinds of batteries or something because uh, this is going to go on and on and on. Right. Fred Flintstone had... Well, he had, he had rocks for tires. Yeah, but even stones. that would, you know, even that, even that well, would flake off eventually, I guess. Yeah, but that was, then when you smush that dinosaur poop, because dinosaurs were pooping all over the roads back then, they didn't have any sense. Anyways, I got to ask you, how do you know that? Well, I, I'm guessing. You, you, all right. I did watch the Flintstones. You did? Yeah. And now, they, I just hang on, they hang always... on. Let me ask Bill. Are the Flintstones still on in some form somewhere, Bill? The reruns, sure. Oh, the reruns. All right. So nobody's made a new show like they have with... Uh, no, what, no, these what are you did tell us that they they made a new show out of uh, there the is a Yogi pilot Bear or something like that. that I don't know if it's been picked up, but they're working on doing a show called Bedrock. Oh, really? That is the story of grown up Pebbles and Bam Bam. Oh, okay. okay. Fred will uh, still be around. He's older, but yeah. All right. I don't right. know if it's been picked up. Fox was working on it, but that's well, uh, that's the oldest. Get the on latest. top of that, would you? We we got to have our updates on the Flintstones, please. Keep an eye on. Speaking uh, of okay. tires, though. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, I had a customer just picked up his vehicle this morning, an Acura, uh, 
MDX. Mm-hmm. He said he got 115,000 miles out of the original tires, which were Bridgestones. Wow. Have you ever heard of I have never heard Not 115,000. 115,000. No. You know, I thought, you know, having Cooper <clears throat> tires on my truck and getting 45, 50,000 miles on them was amazing. Right. He must have rotated them every week. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Anyways. What kind I of just tires were they? Bridgestone. Bridgestones. I mm-hmm. wonder what series they were. we yeah. got to ask Mike if that's a record. Right. Speaking of which, uh, here's a driving tip from me. Okay. Bud Scratch. Okay. Right. I learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. I went up in the mountains a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't drive the Mach 1. Okay. okay. So I took That some, was the number one mistake. Yeah, I understand. But. And they said it was going to rain the whole time we were up there. Rain, rain. Okay. Torrential yeah. rain. Mm-hmm. And l- let me explain why I didn't take it, other than not wanting to get it dirty. All yeah. right, let me get that out of the way. Okay. Other than not wanting to get it dirty. All right. Big, wide tires with soft, sticky rubber mm-hmm. don't always mix well with water. With water. Especially water that's pooling and running across the road, which we saw a lot of uh-huh. while we were up there. Right. And we had the Escape hybrid with us, so, you know, it, it drives very, very well in the wet weather. Oh, yeah. And and that's something, you know, I, I was talking to a guy earlier in the week that's got three or four over-the-top Mopars. Mm-hmm. You know, he bought the, the baddest of the bad for each year. Yeah. These things all got big gumball, sticky tires on them, you know, that, that you're lucky to get 10,000 miles out of, especially right. if you track the car. Mm-hmm. And... You know, that when you take these things out and you get into wet weather, you better slow way down and pay attention. Because right. they will hydroplane like crazy. So my advice to you is if you've got one of these high-performance cars and you're tracking it and you're, you know, you're, you're using it for a specific reason, what I say tracking, and I've been going to the, the racetrack and driving schools and stuff, just be aware. You know, these are mm-hmm. not the tires you want to go out on the highway with. You need to check out, uh, you know, tires from our tire experts, which would be Oakwood Tire. You may want to get an all-weather tire replacement if you're going to drive it as a, you know, as a regular an everyday car. vehicle. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can't light them up once in a while. Right. But you'll find out a lot of times, yeah, you're not going to be carving the canyons, which is tough to do anymore with the, the bebop things they got on, the, on all the apexes now when you get up in the mountains. So you can't, oh, yeah. Uh, right. Um, I but, hate that noise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. And it just it shakes your teeth out. Yeah. Not only that. But the uh, these tires, you know, that'll they'll handle that like crazy, don't always ride that well. Mm-hmm. You know, they're low profile that you put a little bit more tire on your car and you may find that you like to ride a little bit better. Oh yeah. You know, instead of it jarring you all the time. Right. And especially if you have run flats. Right. Uh, they're they're tough on that. But anyway. Check it out with the guys at Oakwood Tire, 3120 Atlanta Highway. They, they have got tires for whatever you're driving. If you want to go back with your big, sticky, gumball tires. Oh, Michael, get them. They got them, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. right? but I, I just wanted to let people know that you, you may not even know that about your car. Mm-hmm. You look at the tires on some of the performance cars, and they are way different than what you might have on your SUV. Right. So pay attention. All right. I'm going to drag you into this, Bill. Well, no matter what you're driving or what kind of tires are on it, you and me and DJ Bill like to keep our cars clean. And where do you take your car? Rupert, well, you're going to have to explain why it's named Rupert. But where do you take your car a couple times a week to get it taken care of, Bill, and get clean and shiny and vacuumed out? 
sparkly and a fresh new towel every time I visit, too. It's an extreme clean car wash over there on Limestone Parkway. Yeah, and they also have a drive-through one on Browns Bridge Road, which was close to your old shop. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they have a they have a, a short tunnel there that you can go through, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they've got a no-touch tunnel, and they've got one that's also got the the whirly gigs on it that you know clean your car off and stuff. And uh, right on the Browns Bridge one, the one on on White Sulphur is it entertainment or not, Bill? It is entertainment just to see poor Casey stress out when she's the dog, <laughs> oh, Casey the Wonder dog. dog in the backseat. Like, What's happening like, to Rupert? <laughs> do, do you close the sunroof? I don't mean the sunroof itself. I know you don't drive through there with it open. But do you, do you close the shade so she can't see the brushes and all that stuff going on? Close the shades? Yeah, don't you have like a shade that covers your sunroof? No, I do. well, yeah, I have the shade. I, I have that closed too, yeah. Oh, okay. And she still stresses out, huh? Yeah, because it's on all sides. You see the colors on all sides and the noises and everything else. And How about the smell, though? At different times oh, yeah. of the year. I wonder if they've got the pumpkin spice loaded in. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. It's that time of the year for pumpkin spice oh, everything. Uh, not for this boy, but uh, they do have yeah. Yeah. Anyway, check them out at Extreme Clean Auto Spot. Check out their, their monthly packages like Bill has in the you just love the job it does on your car. Okay. All right. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Where the pros and the folks who know go for parts, tires, and service. Well, Tim, you know what was going on September 8th, 1974? No. You know what you were doing on that? At, at that particular stage in your life? I was working the afternoon shift at Weirton Steel. Really? Yeah. Okay, in where? West Virginia? Weirton, West Virginia. Really? Yeah. I was working in a garage called Weinhardt's Garage in Dalton, New York. Wow. Pumping gas, uh-huh. building engines, changing yeah. oil, whatever whatever we needed to do. But our next guest knows exactly where he was and exactly what he was doing, uh, as do a lot of people if they Google that particular date. Mm-hmm. That would be Marvin Matson from Jim Shorkey, Cadillac Mazda. Marvin, welcome back into Bud's Garage. Hey, thank you, Bud. Did I get that Glad right? Is it Mazda Cadillac, Cadillac Mazda? Cadillac Mazda. And either way. Either way. This is the only guy, the only salesman that I've ever bought a car from that calls me back and says, wait a minute, I owe you $800 more. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's unheard of. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's right. We got some extra incentive money and yeah. he called couldn't me back keep and it, so I passed it back along to Bud. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, that's great. Uh all right. The reason I've got you here today is because on uh, September 8th, 1974, Evil Knievel was jumping the 1,600-foot-wide Snake River Canyon with a steam-powered rocket. And guess who was there? I was there, bud. You were there. Why were you there? How did you get there? You, were you a big Evil Knievel fan, or you just kind of stumbled we're, upon it? Or we were an Evil Knievel fan, and we heard it was coming, and... We just, me and my roommates decided to drive from Detroit to uh, out to California. So on the way, we stopped in Snake River, Twin Falls, Idaho, and watched Steve make that jump. Wow. Wow, that must have been really something. Oh, it was. And he did clear the canyon. 
Yeah, his, you can see that one from the replays. Yeah. yeah, he cleared the canyon. His chute came out too soon, and he drifted back across the canyon into the rocks on the same side. He actually cleared the canyon fighting the chute because the chute came out as he launched. Yes, yeah. So he, he was going however many miles an hour and dragging the chute with him. He, you can see there's three or four different versions of the film, but the one that they show where the helicopter's over the top of the canyon, he clears the canyon completely. And at that point, I'd be just thanking my lucky stars. And then the wind catches the chute and, and drags him back over him back. the canyon, over the water. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Onto the rocks below. Yeah. Wow. So he landed on the rocks. He landed on the rocks. Probably a good thing. Yeah. He just missed the water because who knows if they could have got him out in time if he went down. Yeah, like if he, the yeah, river. they would have filled the that. Snake River. Yeah, yeah would have filled that thing up instantly. Yeah. You would think. How how many people were there? Oh, yes. I'm going to say thirty thousand, maybe. Wow. It was like three different sections. We sat on the, uh, we were on the property just to the left of the jump site, so we got a great angle of seeing them go off and over. Do they have bleachers set up or anything? No. No, no it was just, just, just sitting in the field or sitting uh-huh. in the field. So and, uh, what did you see? I saw a lot of people. I saw the Hells Angels out there. Oh. And then we saw Evil make the jump, and uh, fortunately we saw it. There's big crevasses in the mountainside right there and these guys next to us rented a motorhome from Pennsylvania and they were down in the rocks and they missed it so they drove so they drove way. down into down into the crevasses yeah, they, they cl- climbed down into oh they them. climbed down into yeah them. how yeah. T- how tall was the uh, he had a, an earth ramp and then on top of that he had this steel yeah, it, ramp. Was, it was probably a couple hundred feet um down to the base of the river. Wow. And they didn't, you know, they didn't have all the computers and stuff to figure out the tra- trajectory and all those things. Uh, I saw some of the drawings. It was kind of like you and me trying to figure out how to yeah. do a Dukes of Hazard <laughs> jump or oh, something yeah, like that. Yeah, no computers and, uh, uh-huh. you know, no cell phones or anything like that wow. back in those days. So he I just mean, looked it over and said, yeah, I can make it. Well... <laughs> I don't know, but it was pretty, the rocket was pretty rudimentary. I mean, it was yeah. nothing fancy about it, for sure. Had an open cockpit, even. Was Did it come in a crate marked Acme? No, I, I didn't. I didn't think to check. Did it, was there an Acme crate anywhere? I don't think on, so. On site? I, I didn't see it. How close to the site could you get, Marvin? Um, you could actually buy tickets to get right next to it. Right into with it where he was at. Really? Yeah. And I think they wanted like 40 bucks a piece to get in there. We ended up going on the guy's property next to it. Right. He was charging like 10 bucks. So, you know, back in the day, that was a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 40 bucks to stand next to a rocket being launched. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. How many beers you got to have in your beer? <laughs> right. Well, if I did that, I'd have spent my 40 bucks. <laughs> Did you did you see now I know ABC covered it. Did you see Jim McKay and Jules Berg? You know, Jules was a science editor whenever they did the space launches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't see them. I didn't see them. And then they do some pretty good interviews, uh, you know, the day after and yeah. the day of uh, I know Jules climbed right up on the thing and had the mic shoved in the you know, and 
evil's faces and, and asking him how he felt. And you know, at that point in time, I'd be smacking people around. <laughs> so, did you know that on September sixteenth, two thousand sixteen, need I ask you what you were doing that day, Tim? Um, no, I don't remember. <laughs> well, uh, neither do I. <laughs> but Hollywood stuntman Eddie Braun recreated the jump. And, uh, you know, as a tribute to Evil Knievel, he met Evil when he was 10 years old, when Braun was 10 years old, okay. uh, Eddie. And uh, he did it, and the only difference between his rocket and Evil's was his had a full canopy. And he did it in one fell swoop. You know, everything worked as it should, and mm-hmm. he cleared the canyon, the chute opened. He said the landing was a little rough because, <laughs> you know, it, it, it came in nose down. It, oh, was on, yeah. it was on a chute, but he knew he was going to hit nose first. And uh, he said it, you know, luckily he didn't break his legs when it landed. Yeah, it makes you wonder <laughs> what goes through the minds of guys that do this kind of stuff. Well, we used to, you know, I lived up in Buffalo and you had people going over the falls all the time, Niagara Falls and barrels and things. You got to wonder. Yeah, you got to wonder. <laughs> uh, interesting stuff. Anyway, Marvin, we're going to have you on the podcast because, uh, you know, as you and I sat and visited before we, you know, got a chance to talk about this. Yeah, you got a whole bunch of car stories, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, you got a you got a little spare time on your hands. We're going to get you in here, and and you can tell us about uh, the early days of working in uh, Dad's dealership, and yeah, some of the sure. muscle cars and stuff you used to see, and you know, we we were we were talking during lunch about the ones that got away. Oh yeah, uh, and the right. millions that they're worth now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anyway, good stuff. Thanks for stopping in and, hey, and doing this. With always us. a pleasure to be in Bud's garage. Ah. Oh. <laughs> See? You like that, See? huh? Uh, the the uh, Eddie mentioned that he, you know, after he landed, hit the rocket on the other side of the canyon, need a little touch-up. <laughs> you got something that needs a little touch-up, and you're looking for premium automotive paint, check out the paint department at Complete Auto Parts. Paint expert Michael Knupp will introduce you to As Axa Noble. That's a line of Dynacoat products and all other great body supplies that a pro or do it yourself or can uh, use to do some touch up and you know maybe paint your ride and, you know oh yeah if you're looking for a great uh, paint job uh, the stuff for a great paint job complete auto parts three locations to serve you can you tell us where all those locations are tim come uh, on now Gain- I'll get gainesville you get- clarksville and cornelia okay aside from that i don't know but well, there's probably more. There's more coming. More coming. Yeah, I'm sure. I know. They're also looking for some drivers, so reach out to. They want to see you in person. They're looking for some people to okay. go between stores mm-hmm. and actually do some delivery stuff. Right. So check them out at Complete Auto Parts. Go in at any of the stores and tell them, hey, you're here. You want to drive? Yeah. You know, pull parts and drive them, deliver them. Right. Help them out. They're good folks, family owned and locally uh, locally owned, family operated. Mm-hmm. So great people. Ah, uh, miss any of this informant of automotive buffoonery? What are you doing, Tim? Well, you can uh, go Come to Come on now. You <laughs> got the stories, WDUN. right? <laughs> uh, go to AccessWDUN, click the links, hit the buttons, and you can listen to the show at your convenience. And that's all brought to you by the great folks, muscle car experts at Year One, also in Cornelia, Georgia. Yes, they are. And they also help us out with our podcast, Bud's Garage Overdrive, which you can catch an extended version of the show, if you will, where we have guests on and they uh, talk for hours on end. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anyway, we feature them. We feature some of the bits from the show. And that's available at your favorite podcast site, as is Bud's Garage. Okay. So you can go to AccessWDUN. You can go to Bud's Garage. And you can catch it all. 
All right. You got anything to add to that? No, that's that's it. So you ready to build a rocket now? Yeah, I am. We've been talking. I'm right. <laughs> You're going to upholster it, though, aren't you? Mm, yeah. Well, it's got to be covered in diamond. Diamond button, <laughs> diamonds, diamond tuck. You know. Inside. Wow. Uh huh. Didn't you have something in there, a plane or something? You were doing that on, when, and when you had the Gainesville store, I remember walking in there, and you had something to look like a fuselage, and you. Were, we had a uh, glider. Glider, that's what it was. And a glider that be actually uh, belonged to a guy that I was in the Air Force with that was a pilot, an F-4 pilot, while I was in. We were at the same base huh. and never knew each other. Good for you. Isn't that that's, something? That's small world. Yeah, it is. Remember to keep between the ditches, shiny side up. We'll see you next week right here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's new stock, AM 550 and FM 102.9. WDUN. Have a great week.